0: Michael Osterlink here, another episode of Fine Wisdom, that's hashtag fine, F-E-I-N, wisdom, with Bruce Fine, constitutional scholar and author, The American Empire Before the Fall. How you doing, Bruce? I'm doing well today. Thanks, Michael. Today's topic is too big to fail. Uh, banks, the military industrial complex, what are your thoughts? Where have you been? Where are we heading? Yeah, uh,
1: too big to fail, I think, uh, Michael, it's one of the the four pathologies of all empires, say eh? we have the warfare state, the surveillance state, then we have the too big to fail, or what I call the bailout state, uh, and then the welfare state. This ranks number three as the, the bailout state of the too big to fail. And it's a situation where we permit businesses to grow so enormous, uh, and the dependency of the government, so, or the, the, the economy itself, so critical that uh, even the most mismanaged uh, and uh, uh, internally defrauded firms get bailed out by the government. So there's no risk. Uh, the reason why you can tell that there's very little or no risk is because these companies, the too-big-to-fail banks, are able to borrow money at far less interest rates than their competitors because all the, the lenders think, all right, we're lending to Citibank and we're lending to Boeing. There's no way the government's ever going to let them go bankrupt. We're absolutely certain our uh, loans will be repaid. Uh, and, and too big to fail obviously encourages inefficiencies. No matter how mismanaged you are, you get bailed out. The, the first, perhaps modern times, uh, example of that defense industry, Lockheed Aircraft in the 1970s, and then suddenly I think there was Continental Illinois Bank was bailed out, uh, and then more recently in the, the downturn in general uh, of the economy, 2007-2008, we had these huge bank bails, uh, hundreds of billions of dollars, of bailout money, Uh, and the defense industry itself is a a variation of too big to fail when uh, the Defense Department uh, procures on a times scale and uh, on the basis of ensuring the solvency of defense contractors, Lockheed, Boeing Aircraft, Grumman, Northrop, uh, the, the usual suspects here. And in both instances, it means that we have a far less competitive economy than otherwise obtains, and, and perhaps even a more pernicious or toxic element of too big to fail, is it's subsumed under the idea of income inequality. I don't think Americans uh, are uh, horrified at income inequality if it's based upon skill, foresight, and industry differentials between various businesses and individuals. But income inequality is intolerable when it's based upon rigging the game, using the power of government to assist one sector of the economy at the expense of the others. That was a a prime ingredient in the French Revolution. where had the first and second estates got economic privileges. Uh, And this is something that, an element of Elizabeth Warren that I think is correct. It's rigging the game. Uh, So the differences in income aren't based upon individual merit and opportunity and innovation and and, uh, creativity, uh, but just some have more ability to use the leverage of government power to their favor than others. Calling it crony capitalism.
0: That is exactly
1: yeah. correct, crony capitalism. You mentioned
0: the billions for the banks. And uh, I do recall quite a few years ago there was the GA report based on the audit of the Fed, um, which we were involved in. It was, a, it was a, not the full audit that Congressman Paul at the time wanted, but it, we still got some information out. And in fact, the Fed Federal Reserve loaned out trillions of dollars to foreign and domestic banks and foreign and domestic businesses. Okay. Yes the banks were the, got received the lion's share of the
1: the lending it, it, I think it was like some staggering number 30 trillion dollars you you can't
0: even imagine yeah, it I, if you I, have I a think, regular bank account yeah I think it was uh, I think at the GRE report it was 14 or 16 trillion three, but uh, still I mean, it's, it's yeah it's a staggering a amount and they, they, they
1: create what they call quantitative expense, and they, they increase the money supply by a trillion dollars by you know the flip of a switch mm-hmm. Uh, and it was bank I mean it was McDonald's uh, businesses were receiving the money yeah. even at present banks borrow money from the Fed at zero interest rate. I mean if any if you or I could buy money at the Fed at zero interest rate <laughs> with no collateral I mean you can invest it in a very very small return half a percent you make a lot of money yeah. if you can borrow limitless sums at no cost to yourself uh, and I believe that this is something that is a, is a huge detriment. Uh, and explains, in some sense, the sluggishness of the economy. Uh, There's no justification for it, and the idea that the Federal Reserve is populated by people with no uh, personal or political uh, uh, motives is absurd. They're part of the political process, Uh, like other uh, elected or appointed officials. They're appointed by the President, confirmed by the Congress of the United States. So when they pick out companies to benefit or not, they're looking for their political friends, Uh, and not their enemies to receive. And that's another
0: evil when you have government involved in manipulating the economy. If I remember correctly, you worked for the Department of Justice under Reagan, is that correct? Yes. Um, Too big to fail under Bush and Obama. I don't recall any criminal sanctions against any of the big banks as a result of the collapse of the economy. Can you speak to that? Where was the Department of Justice? FBI, why weren't they finding criminal fault? It's sometimes, it's
1: easier, if you will, to, I I think there were criminal cases against the corporations, but not against individuals Mm -hmm. who were involved. Um, And but, you know, you can't put a corporation in prison, so the difference between a criminal and a civil case is not all that great, especially when there are waivers that are given to companies who have criminal convictions, they can still operate in the securities field and banking Mm -hmm. field even, that they otherwise not uh, be able to occupy. But one of the reasons is just look at the political campaign contributions that the banking uh, industry makes. It's very, very large, and you sort of have a a rotating, if you will, um, The cycle of of individuals in the banking industry goes in the Treasury Department, the Treasury Department is critical. They consult the Department of Justice and say, well, you can't do X, you can't do Y, our whole banking system would shut down. Tim Gaynor is a perfect example. So those are in the Treasury Department, go back to Goldman Sachs and and, uh, Morgan Chase, and so they're their friends. And they think, well, bankers, they're good people, they're not burglars, and so we really shouldn't use the criminal justice system against them. And I think, again, it creates this, uh, this dual system of, of, of justice that, that provokes resentment. It reminds me of a, a quip that Anatole France made during the French Revolution that uh, the law in its majestic equality prohibits both the rich and the poor from sleeping under bridges. You know? So it may be on its face. The law seems even-handed, but as applied, uh, it hits those who are less well-to-do than the, the rich and the famous. So what to do? How would you fix the system? Well, I think we need to get the federal government out of uh, the one. They need to get out of the business of uh, you know too big to fail. They can want one way to do that is simply put an absolute size that I favor on the number of amount of assets a bank can have. Hmm. Uh, secondly, uh, if the government is going to offer uh, federal deposit insurance, it ought to be pegged at market rate, and those uh, insured funds should not be permitted to be used except. Uh, to make ordinary uh, business and commercial loans. They shouldn't be used at present as they can be uh, to invest in more risky profit-making activities that give the banks an advantage over other competitors. Uh, And with regard to the defense industry, uh, the major thing we need to do is uh, cease attempting to police the world, uh, to sell weapons everywhere, and uh, we would have a much less Aggrandizing military-industrial complex. If we used our defense resources to defend, not to <laughs> engage in warfare everywhere, uh, you could slash our defense spending enormously. Now, I also think it's fair to say, before we had the military-industrial complex, even when uh, prior to World War II, uh, we didn't have huge standing inventory of weapons. Uh, we were able simply because of the fidelity to the country and the recognition that this was a genuine threat not an artificial one, we're able to turn our industrial complex into a weapons making machine faster than anyone in the world prior to the war there was all these calculations oh the Nazis have so many more warplanes than this and that in the inventory well we within a matter of years were outproducing them by far so I dispute the idea that you need all the, the a, a, a military industrial complex we should have a commercial complex and we can turn things around very quickly. Now obviously we would need as a deterrents things like nuclear weapons you have them on standby. But the nuclear weapons themselves are not a huge they're not a huge component of the procurement budget. Uh, it's the aircraft at tens of billions for aircraft carriers. Uh, submarines and things like that that are, are huge procurement uh, uh, drains on the budget. Just uh, the w- recent example, the F-15, there's budgeting for 400 billion dollars for one aircraft. F-35. F- F-35, I apologize. F-15 was an old old uh, <laughs> airplane that's out. The F-35, I mean that's 400 billion for one plane? That's absurd. And, and think as well, at one time there was a greater need for these large weapons where we were flying airplanes every day with nuclear bombs in them towards Moscow during the Cold War, but at present they're superfluous. We are the only superpower in the world. No one could possibly invade us. Our sovereignty is not threatened by anything ever uh, in in the last decades and for the foreseeable future. Uh, It's typical of empires that they destroy themselves from within before there's any any ability for any external force to come in and take advantage. Uh, of a weakened state, and that, unfortunately, is where we're going at present. Bruce, you have a website. Where can folks find more of your work? My work's uh, www.brucefinelaw.com. That's B-R-U-C-E-F-E-I-N-Law.com. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks.